Good evening and welcome. I'm Diane Meyerhoff, host for tonight's candidate forum for mayor of Winooski to fill a two-year unexpired term. Tonight's show is being aired live on Channel 17 and streamed live on YouTube. We welcome your comments and questions. Please join the conversation at 862-3966. The ground rules for tonight's forum are that the candidates will make opening statements of up to two minutes each, followed by pre answering prepared questions also for two minutes with a possible one-minute rebuttal. Tonight, I'm joined by the two candidates, Eric Covey and Christine Lott. Thank you both so much for coming out. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks, Diane. We are going to start with opening statements. Um, Eric's going to start us off. And tell us, Eric, why you're running and what qualifies you for the position. Well, thank you so much for having us here you're tonight, welcome. Diane. And also a big thanks to all the CCTV folks who yes. are behind the cameras yeah. and in the control room. Um, you all do such amazing work promoting access to local democracy and for transparency. Thanks. So it's hugely appreciated. I also want to thank my opponent for being here tonight and for your interest in uh, running to serve our city, which we both share. Uh, right now, I think Winooski is at a really pivotal point. The decisions we make now are going to have an impact for 5, 10, 25 years, and even longer down the road. Uh, what I think Winooski really needs in a mayor is somebody who will be a strong voice and an advocate for our city. You know, even if it's something as simple as doing the bridge repair with Burlington or discussions that we're getting in on a regional or statewide basis when the legislature is making decisions that come back and have a huge impact in our community. Um, I'm the candidate who has the experience and the skill set to really get things done for Winooski. Uh, right now I work as Chief of Staff for Vermont Secretary of State Jim Condos, and I think that experience that I have in those statewide and regional uh, legislative and policy settings and the network that I've built as a result of those work experiences that I've had uh, make me uniquely qualified to be able to really be a strong advocate for the needs of our city and ensure that the decisions that are being made that impact our quality of life in Winooski are, are done in a way that is conscious of those needs. So. Great. I appreciate the discussion we're going to have tonight and look forward sure. to continued discussion on doors with my Winooski neighbors. Great. Thanks so much. So Christine, tell us, what qualifies you for the position of mayor? Thank you. Um, I also feel like this is a really exciting time to be in Winooski. We have a lot of big projects and a lot of work ahead of us. And I think we need leadership that is really going to focus on the implementation while looking at the bigger picture and the long-term impacts. So ensuring that the decisions we make now are financially sustainable, that we have resources available to address needs throughout our community. Um, my participation in council and previously on our housing commission has given me a good understanding of the work that's ahead of us. And my day job as a business analyst at a nonprofit organization has prepared me to bring that like systems level focus to this work. Um, I work on project implementation, I look at budgets, I look for a sustainability and efficiency in the work I do, and that's the kind of eye I want to bring to this role. I think we need someone who's really focused on details and also takes a very collaborative ap approach to the work. Um, we have a lot of great organizations, great residents, great businesses that we need to be talking to throughout all of our decision-making process so that we are making decisions with our residents and not for them. And that process focus is what I want to bring to this role and to our city. Super. Great. Thank you both. You're both quick speakers. You're fast. Okay, we're going to get to a lot of questions tonight. This will be great. great. More content. That's More right. Exactly. Exactly. Great. So um, so you both talked about uh, these important decisions that are going to be made in Winooski uh, soon that will impact the future. Um, so tell me what your top three issues are um, that you're going to work on if you're elected. And we're going to start with Christine. Sure. So 
like I said, my focus is, is really heavily on process and long-term sustainability. Um, we have Main Street and pool replacement projects that voters are expecting action on, um, and particularly with the pool rapidly. So I wanna make sure that we start implementation. We get that work underway, but that we are also considering throughout the process the impacts on the resources that we have for other needs in the community. Um, second, that we are also considering the impacts on affordability. So affordability is a concern throughout the country, throughout the state, and we need to make sure that we keep Winooski affordable for all residents across the entire income spectrum. And the decisions we make with our infrastructure can certainly impact that. The third thing I really want to focus on is the public process in general. Part of our strategic vision is that we will foster relationships within Winooski. And we need to do more as the leadership body to do outreach, to do community engagement, to connect with these existing groups, businesses, and residents to make sure that they are a part of the decision-making process and that we're bringing in as many voices as we can. Okay, great. Eric, tell us your top three issues. Great. Well, I think I w the top three issues that I'd be focused on are primarily governance, affordability, and sustainability. So when we're diving in and thinking about governance, I think it's important people understand what the role of the mayor is and what the role of the council is. And that's really as a strategic policy vision-setting body. Um, Really, there's going to be a lot of attention right now that's paid to the mayor's race. Um, but equally important, uh, we're going to have a brand new body of, prime, you know, there'll be three brand new counselors that are on. And with that brings a lot of challenges. And I think that's one of the things that I am highly concerned about. A lot of these discussions about implementation and operations, I don't think are the appropriate discussions for the mayor or the body to be having. Um, we have a city manager strong form of government for a reason. We have amazing paid professionals um, that are much greater experts in their issue areas than we are. And it's really the job of the mayor and the council to set that higher level strategic policy. Uh, we write the destination and it's our staff's job to write the roadmap for how we get there. I think it's also really important that the mayor focus on how the the body actually governs, and really that needs to be done by ensuring that everybody at the table has the information that they need to be able to move forward confidently um, and get to a point where they're able to make a decision as a body. So I think governance and how the mayor is actually operating within the council is incredibly important. I think my opponent touched on it a little bit, but affordability is the number one issue in our city right now. And many of our longtime residents, uh, people who live in our city, are starting to feel that pinch point. So I think we need a strong focus on policy that ensures that as we develop, we're doing so in a way that preserves affordability for our residents so that we don't go through the process of starting to price people out. And then last is sustainability. You know, if you look at our infrastructure, we have pipes underground that are 100 years old. And we have serious uh, infrastructure investment needs that we're dealing with now uh, and that we'll be dealing with into the future. What we need is a strong plan to address those needs in a sustainable way and to also ensure that we're building out and not underfunding maintenance on projects or continued work on individual projects from on a year to year basis so that we don't end up in this position where then we need to sink a lot of money into extensive repairs because we have underfunded those ongoing operational maintenance needs. Okay. Thank you. you. You both talked about affordability, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead to a different question. Um, I, 
let's talk about Winooski's economic development mix, because that certainly has an impact on affordability. Um, would you pursue, pursue different policies? And you both talked about affordability, so I kind of wanted to talk about how we might be able to bring those together. Um, and also, I. I, I, this somehow fits together in this question, and I don't know how. You'll tell me. <laughs> um, the newly revised municipal plan, um, is it headed in the right direction? And I assume that's partly due to the economic development discussion in that plan. So and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with it. Um, but uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so we're absolutely on the right track. And I think we made a lot of progress when we're talking about uh, development on our, the, our corridors, which are those three major roads that lead into our uh, downtown by the circulator. So you'll know Mallets Bay Ave, Main Street, on East Allen. Um, and I think we got that form-based code and that zoning ordinance to, you know, 90, 95% there. Um, we're almost at the finish line, but we need to run those last few yards to get across it. And I think what's really missing there is those guardrails to have in place that ensure we have the resources and means to encourage and incentivize affordable housing development within our city. I think we also need to look broader at the city as a whole um, and what we are actually doing with our zoning policy and how that is either uh, helping develop, what type of development that is helping encourage within our neighborhoods um, and how we can ensure that we are supporting growth within our city without taking away those unique qualities of our city that make it such a special place to live. Um, I do also think that the municipal master plan, um, that will be the first major action that the new body will be taking. And that's something that there has been a considerable amount of work that has been put in by local regional partners community volunteers, our amazing experts on staff. Um, it is a fantastic document that can really, that really sets out the vision for how we can sustainably move towards uh, the Winooski we want to see in the future, and it's a fantastic document. Um, but I also think as we're looking to do, let's say, the Main Street Revitalization Project, we need to look at accessibility uh, and trout, you know, how our members of our community are able to travel our sidewalks and streets. One of the things I would look to do as mayor is to establish an accessibility advisory council uh, or accessibility advisory committee, a group of individuals who are directly impacted by mobility issues to be able to talk to us as a city and say what their needs are or what challenges they face when it comes to navigation in our city. Great, okay. Christine, talking about uh, Winooski's economic development mix and your um, new municipal plan. You know, so I would agree with Eric. The municipal plan is is on it's on the right track. Um, a lot of work has gone into there. A lot of stakeholder voices have, have gone into developing that plan. Um, when I think about economic development, I think about the livability, affordability of our community as a whole. Um, you know, Eric spoke to needing to be mindful of developing affordable housing. Um, I think that we need to be mindful of the big picture of housing and that we have a diverse housing market that supports everyone who wants to be here. We had a housing needs assessment done for us a while back, um, I think 2015, that said that we needed to focus on maintaining and improving our existing affordable housing. It showed that we actually have a pinch point in housing for middle income folks. So I want to make sure that we don't get so focused on affordable housing for low income that we are ignoring and, and progressing that pinch point on middle income. And then we have folks who, as they're moving up in life, they're not able to find a place to stay here. Um, we need to also think about the decisions we're making and how they impact home ownership. 
That's something we absolutely want to encourage and it's difficult to do in a city where we don't really have space to build new single family homes. Um, I would like to keep that top of mind because an invested and active community is, is really one of the things that keeps people, that makes people want to be in Winooski. Um, I think the municipal plan does a good job at getting at that supportive environment. One thing that I feel is left out is really that we need to collaborate more with our school district. Schools are very important to the people who move to Winooski, the people who live here, and there's more we can do to work with them to bring up the perception of the schools, to make sure that we are supporting each other and the folks have an understanding of what it is. Um, I've heard plenty of concern in the community about young families moving away because of this misperception about the school's performance level, and I think that's a critical thing we need to address. Okay, great, thanks. We have two phone calls. Wow. So we're gonna jump to that. Hi there, you're on the air. Hello. Welcome, what's your uh, question? Hi, uh, yes, my name is Alice. I'm calling in to ask uh, about the Winooski Pool Committee. They've done a wonderful job fundraising and come up with a beautifully designed pool. And my question is, do you support the pool as designed? Okay, great, thanks so much. Okay, so do you support the pool as designed? And Christine, we'll start with you. Sure, so if, for anyone who has followed our public process, mm -hmm. I did not support the original design of the pool. Um, I wanted to see a scaled back version that was more, more in line with what we used to have and really considerate of long-term financing. That said, we came to a compromise on the council and through the support of voters to a slightly scaled back design where the fund fundraising committee, who is working very hard, is going to cover some of the, the pieces that were removed by council. I absolutely support moving forward with that. What was supported by the voters, that vision is where we're at. We are already past the halfway point on engineering design. There's really no turning back at this point anyway. Um, the next step of the pool process, you know, so voters supported that bond vote, they supported that design. The next step is them supporting our new fiscal budget that actually funds that. And so I look forward to seeing voters reinforce their decision there. Um, this is the design they want. They want to fund this. I, as mayor, would absolutely be supporting moving forward with that work. Okay, great. Eric, the pool design and fundraising committee. <laughs> yeah, unequivocally, yes. Okay. I think the pool is such a valuable and important resource that's been missing from our community since it's been shut down. I think if you look, there's significant data that shows if kids have healthy outdoor recreation opportunities, it stems uh, substance use, it stems crime in youth, and there is a significant need in our community for those types of recreational opportunities and programs for our kids. Um, if you go spend any time at our O'Brien Community Center after school hours or during the course of the weekend, there are a number of our community residents and youth that don't have those places to go. So providing a pool and providing that safe space for our whole community to congregate uh, would be such an incredible asset for our community. I think scaling back on the pool um, is a major mistake. I think that if we're going to invest in this significant community resource uh, and spend a lot of money no matter what, let's build it and let's build it right. Um, and it, by scaling back 
and value engineering down component quality of the pool, we might still be spending a lot of money for a municipal uh, owned asset that won't last nearly as long. Um, so I'm an incredibly huge supporter of the pool. I look forward to seeing it move forward um, and believe that it's a significant investment for our community, not just in what we're offering to residents, uh, but for quality of life for the whole region. I would like a short rebuttal. You can have a short rebuttal, please. Um, your reference to the value engineering, when the council came to the decision to move forward with value engineering, we ensured and confirmed with the engineers that are working on this project that the pieces that were value engineered out did not have an impact on long-term sustainability and operations. So I am comfortable with the value engineered version. Okay. Do you want to say anything else, Eric? I don't, know. Okay. I think I've right. said what so I, I think, need to say. Alice, you can be comforted to know that whoever is the next mayor of Winooski, they will be supporting the pool. <laughs> okay, we have another call. Let's see. Hi there, you're on, you're on the air. Great. Uh, this is Hal Colston. Hi, Hal. Uh, hi. So I, I serve on the Winooski City Council, and also I represent Winooski uh, as a state representative. And um, I know we're in a process to consider and put on the ballot um, non-citizen voting. And I'd like to hear from both candidates, um, why is this important? Okay. Is this coming up uh, on town meeting day, Hal? No, no. We're... We, we, we pushed it out further so we can have more time for the community to weigh in. Okay. So probably not till um, the next the next town meeting? Would that be like another year? Okay. Uh, it, it, it's it's not year. determined exactly. Okay. It could be um, possibly another year out. Um, mm -hmm. But we want to make sure we're doing a thorough process to get input from the community. All right. Thanks. We will have our candidates answer. Thanks for calling in. Sure. Okay, so we're going to talk about non-citizen voting, um, and we are going to start with Eric. Absolutely. So I absolutely support what I call all-resident voting, uh, and I was the one that had initially brought it forward to council for consideration. Um, right now, we have a number of our community members who live in our neighborhoods, um, may own homes, pay taxes either through their home ownership or through their rent, send their kids to our schools, but then have zero say in how their local tax dollars are being spent on their kids' education or on the same cracked sidewalks that they and I walk together. Uh, I think one really important way we can engage all of our community in these important discussions around the future of our city is making sure that everybody has a seat at the table. And sometimes that means growing the table. Um, so I was absolutely in support of moving non-citizen voting forward and putting it on the ballot for Winooski voters to consider because ultimately it's a multi-step process. First, voters would need to approve it, um, and that's after the process by which it gets onto the ballot. Once Winooski voters approve it, it would go to the legislature, and then the legislature would ultimately be able to decide whether or not they approve our charter change that we send to them. Um, so... In the discussions we were having as a council, uh, when it came, there were a, a group of three of us, myself and Christine included, um, that were in support of moving it forward up until the final vote to actually put it to voters so that Winooski voters could, one way or another, whether they're in support or not, um, could decide whether or not to send that charter change to the legislature. And on that final vote, it was actually just myself and Representative Colston, who we just heard from, uh, that supported moving it forward. Uh, I think that that's really unfortunate. Montpelier did move forward and pass it on the ballot uh, that they had in front of voters in November, so they're in the legislature. Um, and as the most diverse community in Vermont, uh, I do feel a little bit ashamed that as a city we weren't there with them. 
Okay. Christine, we're talking about non-citizen voting and putting it on the ballot uh, in a future town meeting day. Sure. Um, and just to make a quick point of clarification for folks watching at home, this uh, refers to allowing all residents of the city, regardless of citizenship status, to vote on municipal local issues, not anything at the state or federal level. Um, as Eric mentioned, I have supported this, um, I have supported this expansion of, of voting, of having more voices at the table. Um, when we came to the point of deciding whether or not to put it on the ballot, what we discovered is that we had not done our due diligence, we had not engaged the stakeholders who would be impacted, we didn't speak with new Americans. Um, we didn't speak with nearly enough people in the community to find out what their, you know, what supports will they need? What concerns do they have? I, I go back to my point about public process being the most important part of this role, that we need to do this right and make sure that decisions are happening with people and we are not doing them to them. As someone sitting on the council making that decision, I felt like it was something I was doing to these people without actually engaging them and that's not something I want to be a part of. I absolutely support fostering the committee that we have established to carry that forward. So there's a resident-driven committee spending the time to do the thorough investigation of what needs are gonna arise and doing that outreach to make sure we're engaging all of our communities, all of our community members, and really understanding how we can implement this in the future. Okay. And you just, want to take a yeah, moment? Sure. Really quickly to reflect back, we heard, you know, I know of at least six individuals who were non-citizens um, directly impacted by this, non-citizen Winooski residents that either spoke out at our public hearing as we were considering this issue or who reached out to the whole council individually to say, I am an individual who is directly impacted by this and I support moving it forward. Um, and I think that it's a shame to discount the stories of those individuals who are the people who are directly impacted by this and did reach out and express their concerns. Um, and within that process that we would have passed to put it on the November ballot, there was a significant public input component of that, including multiple public hearings by which the public engaged in this process could shape the final language that ends up on the ballot. Christine, do you want to take a minute? Sure. Um, I do not discount the stories of those six folks who reached out to us, but I want to acknowledge that we didn't reach out to anyone ourselves. And that's not the way to go about decision making as the city council. Um, we, we can't make big decisions for the city in like a three month time period. Um, the time we spent working on the pool, you know, that's 2016 I believe when it closed down. Um, the time that's gone into form based code and the Main Street project. The fact that we weren't spending the same amount of time and effort and putting the same energy into this very important issue that really touches people in the heart, I think is a shame. And I'm pleased that we are moving forward in a way that does dedicate the appropriate amount of time and the appropriate amount of public engagement to that decision. Okay, well, you know, let's follow up with that um, and let's talk a little bit about um, how the city is supporting new Americans and undocumented residents. Um, so I'm curious to hear, um, you know, what are the things you, you would like to see happen? I think you've, 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 you've referenced some of them already, but, um, but let's talk about it in a little bit more detail. Christine, would you like to start? Sure. Um, you know, so we passed a, a sanctuary city resolution back in 2016 and have already been kind of guiding some of our policy with that so that we are Making decisions, we want people to access, re all residents to access resources in the city without being afraid. Um, we have made some steps on fair and impartial policing policy. You know, our police department is not gonna use their limited resources to enforce immigration law. 
Um, they have other things to do at a local level that are very important. I think that expanding beyond that, I would go back to taking a collaborative approach. There are local organizations like Migrant Justice that are already connected to these communities and already understand the needs that are out there. Those are folks we should be connecting with so that we can make sure we have that understanding and we understand where we can plug in and where we can be of more help so that when we, we make a decision, this is how we want to support this group in our community, that we've actually heard from them directly. Okay. Um, Eric, undocumented residents and how to support them. Yeah, so uh, as Christine mentioned, our fair and impartial policing policy um, was actually passed initially based on a model policy the state had put forward. And I had noticed uh, and worked with individuals, worked with migrant justice, um, and worked with other directly impacted community members and uh, organizations to identify there were still a few areas of vulnerability within that policy, um, opportunities where we wouldn't have been offering the best protections available for um, our immigrant community members, and worked to uh, shore up the vulnerabilities in that policy and I'm really proud that that policy I brought forward to council we were able to pass unanimously and now we have what is one of if not the strongest fair and impartial policing policy or sanctuary city policy uh, in the entire country. Um, I think that that's incredibly important, not just for the protections it offers to those community members, but also for general public safety. Because if, uh, even though I am a citizen, if a non-citizen neighbor of mine notices that somebody's breaking into my house, and they're worried that if they call our police department to alert them and act as a witness for that break-in, um, that they might end up being funneled through our police department into immigration control enforcement, um, that there would be retribution on their end. So they would might be disincentivized to call, and that d weakens public safety for all of us living in Winooski. So I'm incredibly proud that I brought that policy forward and that we were able to pass that important protection. And I think this conversation circles back around to the discussion we were just having on non-citizen voting. Um, we need to ensure that people have a voice at the table. And you know, I think this is a conversation we have been having in our community for years and years and years, and was at a point where the members of our community were ready to vote on and move it forward. Uh, and lastly, I think we need to ensure we have appropriate translation services available. Um, one of the things I asked at our last council meeting is that we engage the Secretary of State's office in a proactive conversation about translation services at the polls so that those members of our community um, who uh, are coming to vote um, who may not be strong English speakers have the resources available to be able to participate in our civic process. Uh, so I think that's an incredibly important discussion, but it also extends to important city communications that we're putting out there. We need to work with organizations that will help us appropriately translate documents for residents so that we are communicating information to all members of our community uh, in a way that they can, um, that is accessible for them. Okay. And I'm, believe it or not, we're almost out of time. <laughs> it always happens like this, it's so quick. So um, I'd love to give you both a chance to do a closing statement um, to sort of sum up all the things we've talked about today. And I think, um, Eric, you're actually going to start us off. Great. Well, I think we have a lot to be proud of in Winooski. Our community and our city has really come such a long way. And I think that it's important to recognize that vital history and how we've grown and developed to be an incredibly special and amazing community that so many people want to live in and have a strong connection to. Um, but I do think that we have some significant challenges ahead of us as we think through a lot of these discussions around long-term sustainability and affordability. Um, 
I'm really excited that we're engaged in this discussion, that our whole community is so interested in the direction of our city, and you see that at our public um, processes where we're having discussions around Main Street, community dinners around the pool, uh, wherever it might be. Um, I think that as mayor, I would bring a significant asset to the community um, given my professional experience at working as chief of staff for our secretary of state to really be a strong and effective advocate for our city. And that uh, comes down to so many different factors, whether it's legislation that's being passed that impacts our community in a huge way, or ways by which we can grow out, uh, go out and seek funding. Um, or discussions we're having about incentivizing investment or development within our community. Um, so I really look forward to the conversation we're going to have over the next month. I want to thank you for uh, being willing to step up. It's been a real pleasure to serve with you on the time that you've been on council. I hope that regardless of the outcome on March 5th, that we still are able to work together hand in hand on the future of our city. Um, and with that, if folks are interested, they can find more information about me and my campaign on uh, www.coveyformayor.com. Excuse me, we're in a two-year gap session there. Uh, coveyformayor.com, there's information about uh, my issues, ways to get involved with the campaign, a list of the many community leaders uh, and neighbors who have stepped up to support my campaign. Uh, and I hope that I can count on your vote on March 5th. Okay, thank you. Christine? Closing statement. Sure. Um, thank you, Eric, as well, for being willing to do this job. It's great to see many active, engaged folks who, who want to step for, up for the city. Um, I came to Winooski 10 years ago. I've spent most of the last 10 years here. I guess not here. Um, over in Winooski. <laughs> I own a home there. I have family there. I am deeply invested in the future of Winooski. Um, it's where my future is going to be. And I want to make sure that we have a big picture, long-term view on keeping that sustainable, keeping it affordable. Um, I want to make sure that as mayor, we are approaching the decision-making process in a really engaging way where we are making decisions with our residents. Um, I, I do not bring my own agenda of policy issues to this role. I want to work with the rest of the members of council work with additional organizations in the community and residents to find out what the best steps are and the best decisions that we need to make to get to our shared vision. I look forward to talking to more residents. If I haven't been to your door already, you're in the minority, um, so I hope to see you. And if you want to reach out to me, I believe my email is being posted on the screen yes, here. Yes. Um, I would love to hear from everyone out there, and I look forward to March 5th as well. Great, super. Thank you so much both for coming out, and uh, good luck on town meeting day. And I should let everyone know, of course, to stay tuned for Ch at Channel 17, because we're going to have more forums, presentations on ballot items and municipal budgets. So we hope you'll keep checking in on our very busy schedule for the month of February. And um, importantly, of course, to vote on Tuesday, March 5th, um, and also join us on town meeting night, because we'll have um, live our live results show. Um, why don't we just say where folks can vote and what how the times is 7 to 7? Senior Center, 7 to 7. Yeah. Senior Center. Um, seven to seven. If you have any trouble not knowing where that is, you can always go to City Hall, and they'll they'll. One two three Barlow Street. Easy to One, remember. Two, three, Barlow Street. And Perfect. voting early is an excellent That's way right. to vote. I always forget. Everyone always reminds me. Voting <laughs> early, you do not need an excuse or an absentee ballot, any of those kind of things. You just go to City Hall, and they'll take excellent care of you when the during their um, open hours. So let's hope people do that as well. So great. Thank you again. Great. Thank Thanks, you. Diane. Good night.